Hello and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. Um, my name is David Rowlands, I'm the editor of B2B Marketing and I'm joined today by Carla Wentworth who is the Propolis Hive expert for marketing operations and process. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Propolis is our B2B marketing community and um, it's broken into eight hives which are effectively the, the core pillars of marketing um, and Carla is one such expert for marketing operations and process. So Carla, thanks for uh, Thank you for joining us today. Um, hope you had a lovely weekend. Um, how is how is life in the marketing operations and process hive? Hi, David. Thanks for having me. And uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, do you know what? The hive is fantastic. It has got some incredible experts on hand there where you can really tap into kind of their experience. But I have to say it's quiet. So we're kind of um, really inviting everyone in to come and dig into these blogs and the webinars and the roundtables and, and just get out as much expertise and information as you can, because that's what it's there for. Absolutely. So let's dive in straight with the questions, I think, because I don't think anyone particularly wants to listen to me babbling on all day. Um, people are here to learn oh, about these people. they do me. Right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. That's why you're here. So question one. In our marketing operations and process hive report, which is only available to our members of Propolis, sadly, um, we looked at just why it's so important to have someone responsible for marketing operations in the company. So from a personal point of view, why is marketing operations so important? What challenges can it help solve? Oh, wow. Right. You say the word personal. I could be here all day. How long have we got? <laughs> um, but, but let me start with um, a, a football analogy or, or soccer, if we've got anybody listening from, from across the pond. So um, it's the best analogy, like you can tell that I've done this speech a lot of times to some white middle-aged men. So when I go to football, they understand it straight away. So you've got 11 players in a football team. And, and if football doesn't work for you, think about any, any sports team. But everybody within a sport team plays different roles. Um, and if your football team was full of strikers, it would be hilarious, but it would be pretty ineffective at one end of the pitch. Um, so maximising that sort of effectiveness of making a team work from one end to the other is, is a sweet spot of marketing operations. Um, so if you're, you're a striker, for them to score a goal, you've got to have that support of a goalkeeper who's protecting your line and a defence um, and then forward thinking midfielders that can sort of push up and build that strategic charge just so that they can then drop that ball on the toe and, and, the, and the striker puts it away. Now, if you're a striker in life, the last place you want to be is in goal. And you may have put the, the, the gloves on from time to time, um, but really what you want to do and what you'll be concentrating on is sort of getting to the front and smashing those balls into the back of the net. So the, there are two very different types of people in the marketing world, the dreamers and the doers. The dreamers um, are the people that are thinking about creatives and strategies and they, they've got their fingers on the pulse of what's happening out there. Uh, they are strikers. And the doers are turned on by process you know they're often found in dark rooms planning organizing obsessively analyzing data um, they see the value in automation efficiency and technology that's your goalkeeper in defense it's really important that you understand the two different skill sets um, but equally important that you have them both like saving or scoring goals well that is a that's a language i I certainly understand. So thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for breaking it down for me. Got the demographic um, right. Brilliant. Yeah, you've, you've absolutely got it spot on there. Um, so with that in mind, then, why do you think that more organisations don't have marketing operations, uh, you know, whether that's a person or a whole department? Is it just a case of struggling to justify the expenditure of more people on the payroll? Or do you think there's more to it than that? 
Yeah, there, there are a few reasons, and you've hit one on the nail there. Some sometimes it is payroll, headcount, um, budget. You know the usual business budget restraints that you see, but mostly I think it it comes down to lack of experience and understanding. Um, and ultimately, one other thing as well, which is the, mar- the definition of marketing operations is not 100% written yet. So a majority of market- marketers and general public actually think that, that ops work is part of generic marketing. Um, and in some cases, it has to be because small or startup businesses, they just can't afford um, to have specialists in anything, actually. There's so many people wearing so many hats. Um, and then there are marketing operations colleagues out there that don't even know that that's what they're doing. So that education piece hasn't got through to them. But, but for, for me, um, this this whole education piece starts with the CMO and it sits squarely on their shoulders. Um, and when I say CMO, I mean general marketing leader. It could be a director of marketing or a head of marketing or even senior marketing managing, whatever that is. It's their role as a leader who has the ability to have the authority, the access to um, the rest of the business leadership that have budget, it's for them to be able to understand the, the benefits that marketing operations bring and for them to lobby um, for the budget and for MOTS talent that they can bring in into their, their team and then to prove it as well. So that would be be where I would tell people to start. Okay, so if so, it starts from starts from the top then, as as with anything really. So, let's say there's someone out there listening, and they they don't have marketing operations in place at the minute, um, but they've they've listened to this podcast, they've listened to they've they've read a they've read the report, they've read other blogs, and they really want to they they see the benefit and they want to set up, they want to get it into their organisation. What are the first steps they should make? Okay, so for anyone listening, I would say the first step is education. And it seems basic, but what I'm saying is go and understand what MOPS talent looks like. And then particularly how it can help your business and your team. And once you've got some understanding, there's lots of ways you can get that, by the way. You know, a simple Google search will give you more information than you need, but but there are experts out there that can help you. But once you've got that, reflect on what you currently have. So what your marketing team is doing, and they will 100% be performing operations roles so that means they're not scoring goals for you because they're too busy defending they've got the gloves on so if you can then document the duties of your team you'll start to see who spends more time on mops and frankly i'm going to be honest here who shouldn't be spending more time on mops um, who should be out there scoring goals or who hasn't got the the specialism to use technology to to its best um, or drive efficiency through your department. So if you can, and I guess the last thing I would say is you, if you can either afford to, you have the budget to or, or the um, the permission to, get some help. MOPS transformation or, or transformation any marketing department, it's not easy and you can end up making it worse if, if you're not clear on what you need to do. So um, this is exactly what Propolis is for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's certainly, um, you know, it's not a, a small task, I can imagine, um, setting up a, a MOPS department. It, if you need, if, you know, if you're missing out on any kind of insight, I guess it's better to look for help than just start um, hammering away at it. And before you know it, you've made a, a bigger mess than you started with, and then it's just turns into chaos. Is that right? Absolutely. And there, back to that definition that I mentioned before, because it's not written, you can ask so many different people about what they think marketing operations is, and you're going to get different answers. So if you can get some expertise, um, some people that really understand marketing operations, and, and again, you know, Propolis and, and the marketing operations hide is there for you, um, then then that's the place I would say to start. Brilliant. Okay, so 
that's for the people who are on the, at the beginning of the journey. So people who think, right, this is uh, mops is something we need. I want to implement it. How do we go about doing it? But what about these people who are a little bit further along the journey? Because obviously, um, you know, for every person who's um, you know who's just thinking about starting it, there's an equal greater number of people who started it, but that maybe it's not perhaps going as well as they thought. Maybe they just don't really know how to use it to their full potential. Um, what steps should they take? Let's say they've got it, they've got it in place, but they're they're struggling to to perhaps optimize it. Yeah, sure. Um, I see this quite regularly, actually. So. I, first thing I would say is, well done, you're on the right track. Anybody that is investing in marketing operations has anybody performing, even just one person performing some tasks part-time. Um, you are on the right track, but you need to keep your focus and you need to keep developing it. Marketing teams are always busy. I've never, ever seen a marketing team that isn't completely flat out busy. Um, but what you need to realise is that you've got to be able to show the, the benefits a, of what marketing's doing, but, but B, of what marketing, what operations does. So don't miss your chances to gather that data. And also, I would labour again, and I, I may be pushing this a bit hard, but talk to people that know what they're doing. Most marketing operations um, departments that fail because there's not enough commitment there. Um, you've kind of, you've seen it, you've read it, you may have got a little bit of education, you want to give it a go, but marketing's busy and suddenly you're, you're back to ev- all hands on deck, everybody doing everything. So see if you can get some help and some advice. See if you can draw out a, a roadmap or you know, on a larger scale, a, a transformation plan, but just a roadmap, just a, a plan that you can stick to and keep your focus on um, and get some help and experience from people that can really improve your direction. Yeah, that's definitely a theme here. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with repeating that either, that it's it's about looking for help um, and, and having that kind of that clear plan that everyone can follow. Because, you know, so many times when you're, when you're in an organization, if no one has a plan, it just everyone goes their own route and it just turns into chaos very quickly. So you know, there's so many quotes that we could come out with. You know, everyone's got a plan till they're punched in the face and, and yeah. yada, yada, yada. I could go on all, all day long. But, yeah. you know, ultimately something just an endpoint scribbled onto a post-it note and stuck on the wall that you will look at once every day. Um, every step that you make should be towards that, that plan, that, that end goal. So, yeah, really important that you keep your focus. Yeah. Well, talking about um, talking about plans, one thing that has has actively ruined everyone's plans this last year, whether that's in um, business <laughs> or holidays or whatever it is, um, COVID-19. Couldn't get away from it, could we? Um, yeah. So how, with that in mind, then, how do you think COVID has actually affected market's approach to marketing operations? Because, I mean, this, this is just from my perspective, and I'm not a... Um, I'm not actually, you know, I'm not a, a person with a, a huge history of marketing. I'm, I'm an editor, so I work particularly in content. So are you finding that marketers are relying more heavily on digital? And then because of that, marketing operations is becoming more important? Um, I mean, that's just a, a guess from my side. But I mean, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, well, look, we're, we're going to be talking about COVID for a long time, not just, just because of what's happening around us now and everybody trying to stay safe, but um you know, we're going to be talking about what it's done to the economy as well as technology. Um, some good, some bad. So digital has been growing exponentially now for the last couple of decades. And there's over 8,000 marketing tools out there to, to pick from. So it's something I talk about quite a lot is how on earth do you even start doing that? But during COVID, the entire technical landscape has kind of been forced to make huge progress. And you'll know that with examples like like Zoom. Um, you know, just think back a few months ago, Zoom had some really, really bad uh, PR because of 
the lack of security that was happening in it and, and what was going on, people dropping into different sessions when they shouldn't be there. And they had to really up their game, which they did. So you can see that, that this kind of pandemic, this kind of situation has forced technologies to evolve almost five years, literally within a few months. So there are some, some good consequences of this terrible situation that we're in. Uh, it's helped them to sort of progress their technical roadmap faster than they normally would. But it's been quite an incredible journey for sort of those those technology users, te technologists, as we call them, um, and marketing operations on the whole. I, well, dealing with automation and tools is prominently most mostly used by everybody now. Every business is using marketing it, it, far and wide, whatever they are. Um, I was chatting to a florist the other day who's like literally moved their business completely online. And before that, they were they were in the business of emotion and seeing people and and touching and feeling. So you can't avoid it. And one yeah. thing I would say, though, is with more tools comes more siloed processes and disconnected journeys and data is missing. You know, somebody opts out of one tool. How are you connecting all that up? So more than ever right now, get your marketing operations right. Otherwise, that will start to really impact your your business and your customers down the line. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many companies that have, have gone into entire new avenues. I mean, you just mentioned a, a, a florist. Um, I'm not sure entirely what that consists of. Is that just you know bouquets of flowers on a on an iPad? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, it can be. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> like the new e-card. It's almost the point. You know, the shop window now or or the high street is not there anymore. And and even if it was, nobody's going to walk into there and do it so they, they've had to find clever ways, ways to kind of digitize their existence yeah no i can imagine i mean you know for, bringing it back to b2b marketing because you know I, I love to make it all about us um <laughs> we've, we obviously run a lot of events but in the in the last year they, they've all gone digital um and it's not something we've done previously but it's it's a whole new avenue for us as, a, as an organization and there's so many companies out there that have had to launch these huge new digital products and perhaps it's not something that they are you know, they might not be huge experienced in. And I guess without a marketing operations function, it could very quickly spiral out of control. So maybe now's the time to, you know, a lot of companies have transformed and now it's a time to kind of get a grip on everything, reel it in and try and really optimize and streamline things. Is that, would you say that's about right? It is. And, you know, I mentioned an example in, in brief just, just before, and that was, you know, you, you've got a tool that's sending out email, you've got a tool that's um, dealing with SMS, you've got a tool that's performing as your core CRM. If somebody opts out at any stage during that journey, every system needs to talk to each other. Otherwise, you are actually, you know, breaking the law um, in terms of GDPR and not managing that data correctly. So it's really important that you don't just get all the tools that are available to you because digitally there's so many, you know, there's 8,000 now. Some of them are really cheap. They're really quick to use. You, your responsibility as a business is to make sure that not only are you making sure that you've got an efficient journey just to help you make money, but also that you are well, taking care of your customer and making yeah. sure that they get the journey that they're expecting. Yeah. And we got over 8,000 marketing tools, you say. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, how many companies out there as well? This They have, I mean, I don't know how many they need. Let's say they need 10 tools. Um mm -hmm but they actually have 15 on the roster and they're just not even using them, but they're still paying for them. Um, exactly. I mean, the money you might put into a marketing operations uh, function, you could almost say, well, you might just call that back on being able to get rid of the tools you don't need in the first place. Do you think that's right? 
Absolutely. <laughs> and that's one of our pitches. And, and sometimes if you can, these tools are all starting to duplicate each other's functionality now and, and it's just replicating itself. Um, and then some companies want to go for the larger ones just because they've got really good names when they don't need to. It's like sledgehammer wall pin time. Um, and other companies are just grabbing tools and using them because they're cheap and they're quick and anyone can pick them up. But you're also diluting all your skills as well. So unless you've got people that understand technology and understand customer buyer journeys through that tech stack, you could be wasting all sorts of money as well as giving your customers a, a bad experience, thus preventing even more um, revenue coming in. So it, it can be really costly if you don't put your cost in the right place. Sure. And and actually, the, the key word I think you brought up there is the customer, um, which is, you know, it's a little bit cliche, isn't it? But it's true. I mean, the customer is kind of, well, is definitely at the heart of everything. Um, so actually tying that into our our latest upcoming event, which is B2B Marketing Ignite USA, um, which you can all book tickets for now if you're listening. We're still um, we're still selling them. So please get over there. Um, we've, we've got a stream in the event which is dedicated to marketing operations and technology. Um, and one of the sessions under the stream is going to be by Daryl Alfonso, who's the Global Marketing Operations Manager at Amazon Web Services. So, um, yeah, quite a, quite a big role there, I can only imagine. Um, and uh, in his session, Daryl's going to be asking, who is our customer and what can we best build to serve them? Um, and that's just a small snippet of what he's going to be uh, discussing, I, I hasten to add. Um, so, Carla, from your own point of view, though, how can marketing operations help serve the customer? At first glance, marketing operations, it, it maybe feels a little bit insular, um, you know, looking inwards and seeing how can we improve our own organization. But is it actually a bit more customer focused than that, do you think? Yeah, 100%. And when, when I talked about earlier, um, people giving you different descriptions, I'm giving you mine right now, and I'm part of the problem. I, I understand that. But this is um, just a way for me to explain it. It's bigger than the technology you use. Daryl is a brilliant MOPS representative, by the way, and I'm really looking forward to his contribution because anybody that can speak and articulate the importance of marketing operations is really important to this industry for us. But I've spent many years walking customers through what we call the buyer's journey. Um, so before you do anything, before you build up, we talk about technology now, but almost forget that. You need to think about the requirements of that customer. And it really is a requirements gathering session um, how, what are they thinking? How are they feeling before they even find you, before they even pull out the keyboard and, and type into Google what they're looking for? It's a step further than just the, the typical buyer's persona. It's about really understanding what they want and when they want it. Um, and tech is something that mops, mops people end up delivering. But the process to get there, that's the important part. So the specialists are going to set your technology up for you, but not until you understand the customer. And it all starts and ends with the customer. Yeah. So do you, do you think things like um, intent data come into that? Do you think that's becoming increasingly important in, in the tech stack, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it can be even more emotional than that. It can be it can be back to the age old um, when you're persona mapping, just just standing back and going, how are they going to find us? Well, look, they're, they're 75 years old. They're, they're not going to find us on Snapchat, you know, or look, this business is a, a multi-billion pound business. They're, they're not going to respond to just an email mail shot that we send out. So it's really making sure that whatever technology you bring in serves the purpose of the customer that's eventually, hopefully, going to buy from you. Exactly, yeah. So, And I should say, if we do have any 75-year-old Snapchatters listening, please do not be offended. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Carla didn't mean it. 
Um, but look, I, I'm not Snapchat. I'm not quite 75 yet. But uh, yeah, I think the average age of Snapchat was something like 12 last time I looked. But anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, OK, so I'm just going to I think we're sort of coming to the end of the end of the podcast now. Um, but I, I just want to kind of leave you with a, a bit of a broad question, if that's OK. So how do you see marketing operations evolving over the next five years or so? Is it only going to get more important as the tech stack grows and perhaps as uh, the pandemic has forced us to live in, in more of a digital world? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I'll say it again, I, I'm, I'm, there are some benefits that have come from this pandemic situation. And, and I feel like marketing operations is going to get a lot more good press because of this. Um, but yeah, 8,000 tools and it's only going to get bigger for, for you to, to decide which one is right for your business. Um, I would say if you start to have a really good look at what your marketing team are doing, you, you will probably see that most of them, 80% of what your marketing team do will fall under marketing operations activity. Um, and if you don't have real specialists performing in the right roles, that's 80% of your resource and your activities that you could do better. Um, and as a business leader, again, coming back to that CMO or that head of marketing, it's a golden opportunity for you to make improvement and for you to show how um, your guidance and your leadership can make changes there. So I see the balance of marketing shifting significantly um, so that it really becomes that 80, 20 percent split. Um, and people are normally shocked when I say that that 80 percent of, of marketing activity falls in operations camp. But I think if you actually you document it, you would see that that's that's genuinely in the case. Um, but yeah, look, I, I see some amazing case studies of how operations is freeing strategic marketers to kind of to do what they do best. And, and that's scoring more goals. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? It's not about, oh, get a marketing operations function and get this and get that and then maybe get that. It's about taking what you already have and just making sure you're actually using it to the best of its ability. And that's people as well, you know, put people into roles that they shine in. When you recruited that marketing manager or marketing executive, you didn't think they were going to be sitting there building templates into your marketing automation software. So, mm. you know, get get people doing the things that they are specialists at and that they are going to perform at their best at. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good note to um to end the podcast on as well. So, Carla, thank you very much for joining us today. Um do you have any final words for our listeners just while they're while you've while you've got their attention? Well, look, thank you for having me, David. It's been lovely to chat and um, yeah, get along to the hive, uh, find out about Propolis, see what you can do. If you are are a member, then please drop into the hive and um, and let's start to really define what marketing operations is once and for all. That sounds brilliant. Thank you, Carla, and thank you to all our listeners. Um, you've been listening to the B2B Marketing Podcast, and as always, um, if you want to listen to any of the older podcasts, or perhaps you just want to you want to make sure uh, you're up to date with the latest ones, just go over to www.b2bmarketing.net/podcasts. Thank you very much, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye bye.